Hello there, everybody. Welcome to the Hugh Yes, <laughs> welcome to the Hugh Army podcast. Not the podcast where the host fell asleep for a power nap and only woke up twenty minutes before the podcast. Definitely not that podcast. Um, so, um, right. What we want to do is get going on this. We're going to be talking about the weekend's game, of course, against Wheelstone. We're going to put the highlights up very shortly, um, and also we're going to be talking to Nathan Salt. Just got his name. I forgot to ask from the Robin Ryan Red podcast. Um, obviously about Wrexham. So we'll be talking about him and everything that's uh, been going on in and around Wrexham. Of course, it's a, a fairy tale story for uh, you know get owners. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so remember, like, subscribe, message into the show. It's fully interactive, and that's what we want you to do. Um, right, just before we get into it, I'll quickly play a message from, uh, from the sponsors. And my camera, for some reason, well, what's it doing? Oh, we've got a Pan- Panasonic. Right, so I've got to sort that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a new camera. Yeah, everyone knows what camera I'm using now. Uh, right, on that note, we'll definitely play the advert, and I'll be back in a second. I'm back, but for how long? I don't know. Uh, right. Uh, so <laughs> they can see a million in things about us, but professionals never one of them. <laughs> First time the camera's done that. Right. Let's get into it. Uh, Saturday, obviously, Wheelstone. Uh, we played. To be honest, Mickey, for vast amounts of the game, we bossed it. We were in charge. Final third. We couldn't get into. Uh, Go score an opportunity in the first half. Uh, there was one or two where we got it into the box, um, but we've got to be making the keeper work more, Mickey. Definitely. Um, I'd, I'd say we're boss ma- large majority of it, but at the end of the day, if you didn't put the ball in the back of the net, you didn't win games. Yeah. Um, um, and so that's just, what we've got to start doing. Definitely. Owen Bailey with the early yellow card there, as you can see. Um, <laughs> Definite yellow card, uh, but the the referee got a little bit card happy, didn't he? Uh, later on, and made just it a just a bit. I mean, of I've seen five games in this league now, and I haven't seen a decent referee yet. No, uh, you would have hoped when we got promoted that the, the standard had improved, um, but obviously not. Um, but you know, Wheelstone they went top of the league with this result, and you know, I know we've drew the first three games, lost the last two. We haven't been outclassed by anybody yet, and I, I'm yet to see someone that scares us. Um, until no, tomorrow. Until, uh, <laughs> until tomorrow, yes. We, we, need, we, need, we need not to be uh, as... Uh, I'm not going to say toothless up front, but because we hit the woodwork a few times on Saturday, as, as we'll see in the highlights. But hopefully we can, you know, start to, you know, put the, keep us under more pressure than, than what we've been doing. Yeah, we've got the... Uh, it's, there's a case of... Um, having plenty of possession, but we played in front of them, right in front of them. It was too slow, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the master te- technician and tactician, sorry. But to me, the build-up was too slow. Um, we haven't, without Aaron Martin, we haven't got a big physical presence. They're just clearing the ball, and we've got to start from our own half again. Yeah, I mean, we done all day yesterday. I mean, you can see in these ones here, obviously, Campbell didn't get the enough power on that one. Um, but as I say, we just it was one of them games, wasn't it? Um, frustrating. but it was got really, really frustrating. 
We've got lots of messages coming in. Keep them coming in, everybody. And if there's any Wrexham fans joining us, please do get involved. We'd love to hear from you. David Tron, evening, lads. Um, we've evening, got uh, sports corruption. Um, uh, obviously, um, the game got moved, but Wrexham had a game uh, late on Saturday. You can understand why it has been done. We, we'd be appreciative if it was done for us. Um, and then we've got another one here from Cow Daily. Feel really positive about this season. We haven't been outclassed. Uh, and when the players gel, we'll hurt some teams. I, f- I think we will. I agree with them statements, but we've just got to be more clinical. We've got to have that, got to have that uh, grit in the box. Uh, well, like I say, this injuries to key players is mm-hmm. hasn't helped neither. Uh, yeah. It doesn't help when three or four signings have been injured by any fault of the own. I'm not having to pop at them. Yeah, um, that hasn't helped. I had Dan Jarvis was on the commentary and Lewis Knight. Of course, Dan is close to uh, hopefully getting on the bench. Uh, obviously, not fully match fit, but he's getting the fitness. Obviously, I'm sure he's raring to try and get on the bench for tomorrow yeah. night against his old club. We don't want to rush him back too quickly, but you know, as you say that, you know, we've had Aaron Martin in and out of injury, and when he's been on, he's looked absolutely fantastic. So hopefully, he can come back. We've got a message here from T- Taylor Howie. Um, Wheelstone game. Uh, go- game goal came from one mistake i don't remember anything else and there's the mistake there yeah, defenders no, you, look you've got to take your hat off to him that's a bloody good finish as well it is i mean he absolutely I mean, had a he lot to do when he won that ball defenders and the defenders are damned if they do and damned if they don't they would have got a red card there and we've seen that happen yeah. in the second half they you know the, there was contact down he goes and uh, yeah, as it was, a, it was a bit I want to take, especially with how dominant we were when the red card came, uh, and more even dominant before the red card. Uh, let, let's be honest, yeah. seeing these highlights. Um, but yeah, it, it's just a I bit of swallow. Well, we would have done probably the same, but Wellstone took their theatrics, led a lot to be desired at times. Not as bad, uh, as bad as Notts Counties, but um, <laughs> yeah. That, 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 their number two must be the biggest toddler in the world because he just walked along and fell. <laughs> um, it happens, it happens. Um, we've got another <laughs> one. I, feel like we, um, I agree with Mickey. I feel like we slowed down a lot. Uh, what happened to the yeah. intensity? I think well, I've got the intensity, just with the, just the movement in the box hasn't been the best. And also as well... well let us, let us finish with this one. Our strength right. force is quite small and the defenders yeah. are massive. And three players, they're all fantastic and you would be happy with any combination of them, but you'd like a big man in with, with two of them. And yeah. I think that would be a lot better. That, you know, Having the, the speed and movement of an Allen, Campbell or Blackett. But we, see, I mean, we've got the physical presence there. I mean, it did well, hit the woodwork. Um, but yeah, you just need that little something extra there up front and uh, it will come we'll give a team a spanking i'm not saying that yeah. it'll be one of the big boys you never know it might be nice but you know the possession that was shown the creativity that was shown it's just that final third i mean look at this we this was just repeated what about 10 15 times on oh yeah so unlucky hitting the woodwork again and it, it's just yeah one of them things like you said it's the the strike force when they've got the ball down on that, you, you to me, it's pointless to keep going long just to try and get in behind them. You've got to, the midfield's got to move and create that space for them. And that on Saturday, it just seemed to be that everyone was trying the same thing over and over again. And 
and now you've got the process. It was just really frustrating to watch. And oh, there you go. There was the he did get his hands on him and pull him down. Um, see, that was the one instance where the bar was played for our strike force to run onto. Yeah, it's pointless knocking crosses into boxes when you've got none of them's near six foot. To me, it's point if you're going to knock a ball in, you've got to drill it along the floor for them to have a chance. Definitely. Um, I mean, like it's got a header off, but that was few and far between. It wasn't until Will Harris come on, we got another header in the box. Yeah, I mean, they, they sat very narrow and invited us to go out to the wings, didn't they? Um, no. even, I mean, it depended well. You, you can't see anything but. No, as I said, just, it's just one of them things. Um, Taylor Howie is story injured. I think we missed him pinging balls forward. Um, I'm not sure. I think it might be a case of rotation. Of course, we've got a smaller squad. There's traveling happening and the game on. Uh... After the Dogan game, uh, no, it's Dogan who we got played last time before mm -hmm. these. I think he said he had a couple of knocks. So I wouldn't be surprised if that 3G invite. It's a uh, horrible stuff. Yeah. Um, we've got a message from Colin Scott, of course, Kevin Scott's dad. Uh, Adam Campbell looked excellent again in those highlights. He was, he was fantastic. He's in and around everywhere like he was last season. Just, uh, it, you know, just it's, say, you can look at this movement. We we went out wide because they were, were so narrow. They were inviting us to do that. And well, you know, you, if you've got, you're doing the 10 men, that's what you do. Yep. And, so, uh, wasn't to be, sadly. It wasn't to be. Uh, great following from uh, Wheelstone. I brought about 135, wasn't it? I think it was yeah. up. I mean, it's a long trip. You know, obviously, you know, we fantastic. I'm trying to fantastic. that down. Um, and a big thank you to the Wheelstone fans as well, because obviously we had um, Paul on last week on the podcast, and uh, so there was a lot of them tuned in on uh, Saturday to the commentary. So a big thank you to everyone yeah. that's done that. Um, but yeah, you think I mean, Gallagher. Yeah, as I said, that was another one. Owen Gallagher um, was announced on Saturday morning uh, as a, a, a new loan until was it December? Um, I think December it is. 31st, yeah. Yeah, December 31st. And um, not, uh, North East Lad knows a lot of the players from the youth systems yeah. that he's played in. Um, he come on for Pai, who we've got mentioned was concussed. Um, obviously, he had to come off with a head injury. Um, he come on straight into left back. He's a left wing back winger um and he's got some pace as well hasn't he and you can imagine you know, a target man to whip them balls into the box for uh would be something else but no he, a good cameo debut wasn't it it's yeah. a shame you hear a stat to put him? oh yeah then let's hear the stat his dad was newcastle winger john gallagher ah uh when newcastle beat leeds 5-2 mickey quinn's debut gallagher scored his dad scored one of the goals mickey quinn got four and his great uncle is none other than Sir Alex Ferguson. Wow, that's quite some uh, stats, isn't it? Yeah, courtesy of Colin Scott. Ah, oh, well, there we go. And I know why my um, camera is working itself because I haven't got the SD card in. Uh, right. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly get this SD card in, play another advert, and when we come back, we're going to invite our guest on and have a chat about Wrexham and the game tomorrow. Um, and uh, right, one second, I'll just get an advert up and we'll be back uh, momentarily.
seamless. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to bring on uh, Nathan. Uh, hello there, Nathan. How are you doing? I'm I'm all right. I'm, we, we're still recovering from Ryan Reynolds putting the National League on blast to his 20 million followers. So uh, oh, wow. I've just seen it, actually. Yeah, Nathan. just seen it. Yeah, he's, uh, I think, he, well, just very, very quickly on that, I think he's got a point. You know, the, the ability to stream i mean we would say that because we've got a lot of international fans and new fans from the documentary but it it seems a no-brainer you know international fans can't get to the games anyway the game's not on tv increased exposure for the for the league increased revenue for the member clubs every every home team could you know say say tomorrow say it was flipped tomorrow say the game was at gateshead i'd be all for that game being streamed gateshead keeping the revenue Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what i mean i'll be all for that anyway i'm I'm fine though i'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game actually i mean there was we're not (laughs) <laughs> there was a statement earlier um in the summer that clubs were allowed to stream their own games uh not on a weekend though the word I'll, I'll try and look for it shortly the wording was something along the lines of that you can't stream a saturday game now my mind went to well surely that means it can stream a, a weekend one but i wasn't unsure if it was going to be international or or that you know the the, mm. the with BT. I've seen a tweet earlier on from um, one second, former guest of the show. I'll get the message up. Um, I was going to put this up on screen, but uh, Thomas Fahini, um, he's put Wrexham game against uh, Gator tomorrow will not be streamed. The club has asked the National League uh, to approach uh, for BT. Uh, the club says that a request hasn't been considered by the board of the National League yet, never made a decision. So has that been uh, I mean, that was at 6.15 uh, that was tweeted out. Yeah, I, I spoke to someone at the club just before I came on here, actually, and and no, no progress on that. Mm. And it, look, it's late in the day. You know, yeah, I want to, I want to put in a call myself tomorrow to the national league and just see what they've got to have a response to. It's Ryan Reynolds, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you've got it. If 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 an, if an A list movie star yeah. demands an international streaming of Rex and V Gates said, I think he he deserves an answer. Uh, well, but it's also very bonkers at the same time that that is a, a thing, you know. On the off chance, if Rob and Ryan are watching, um, follow <laughs> us on on uh, on Heat Army. There you go, do it. Score Army, and uh, if you DM us, we'll 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 bring you on the show. What can I say? But I think in all in all seriousness, though, like you know, the amount I don't know how many fans you'll bring tomorrow. It's a hell of a trip, especially midweek. But you know, surely if that if your fans had the ability to, to pay a tenner to watch the match. Even if you're a little bit scared, even if you think we might put three or four past you, surely uh, there would be a chunk of fans that would do that. And I know if it was the other way around, we might take, let's be ambitious here and say we'd take 400 up there. Probably not, but let's just say mm-hmm. four, 500 maybe. There'd be, you, you'd get thousands. So yeah. you'd, you'd, get, you'd say you'd get 5,000 at 5,000 streams gonna, at 10. It's going to give everyone a little PD. Everyone knew how yeah. to do it from the pandemic. It doesn't matter what the quality is. If it, you know, I mean, uh, Gateheads was luckily quite good. You know, the commentator was even better. Hey. Yeah. Um, but, um, it, yeah, I mean, every club's going to get a little, a little bit of a PD for something yeah. that they could do with ease during the pandemic, you know? So, yeah. Even if it was just midweek games at this point, I think, I think Joe was a commenter's put, you know, other than 3 p.m. games, I, I, I can see the reticence to. To open it up completely, but you know, yeah, surely, yeah, no, three surely to go on, on, a, on a midweek or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, I'm against ones on a Saturday. I'll be honest that the yeah. I think they one. Well, we always say on the commentary yeah. that we we you know we're happy people can join us, but we always encourage people to get there on a match mm. day because 
where football should be, where it should be enjoyed, where they're for the people either ill, working or living abroad or on holiday. Mm. But yeah, I think uh, midweek would be, uh, I think would be a good idea um, on that front. Um, we've got a few messages coming. If you've got any messages for Nathan and ask about what's happening with um, the uh, the whole situation over there, the documentary and everything like that. Um, let's see, we've got one there from Liv Walden. We've got one from Joe. Other than three uh, PM games, I agree. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it makes sense, doesn't it? I've got a big message from uh, Sam Pennant, and I will read it out. Don't worry. Uh, I'll just I'll get to the time when I can read the the longer ones out. But um, well, before we get into the, about the game tomorrow, um, it's a bit of a media circus. It must be great for you on the podcast inside. Um, you know, it it, it all writes itself for you. I think there's very a week where you think what we're going to talk about this week. Yeah, it's. Uh... When we did, can't we can't get everything in. It's if if you're not on a, a, another celeb's Instagram, look, it is good, and the circus is amazing, and what it's done for the club, and it's completely re-energized the town, and the club is a fun place to be again. We've gone from you know four and a half thousand, five thousand fans to selling out every single game, ten thousand there tomorrow. Yeah, you know that's that's amazing. New fans, fans not fans, newer fans, youngsters in the town, maybe on a local astro turf or whatever not in that Man United or that Juventus top or that Liverpool top, in the Wrexham red or the Wrexham blue or the Wrexham white. And that's amazing. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And, you know, I go to the games now and you've got floods of families and kids at the players' entrance waiting to get autographs. You know, the yeah. players are coming from the car park. It's taken them ages to get there, you know. And, uh, God, it, it was weird to me when I went to the first game against Eastleigh. Players are, are getting mobbed. And I just saw Rob Lee walk through. And none of the kids obviously batted an eyelid, and he just walked through. And I thought, oh my god, it's Rob Lee. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Elliot Lee, Elliot Lee's getting mobbed by all these yeah. players, and Rob Lee, you know, the understated bloke, he is just strolled on through to his yeah. uh, to his entrance. And uh, you know, but but ultimately, I said this, oh, I think on our podcast last week, it, it all means absolutely nothing the media circus if you go out and lose at Woking on Saturday, or if yeah. you don't go out and get a result. We've got to get out of this league now. You know, yeah. This is our fifteenth attempt. We, we we spent the money now. We got, we previously, when we didn't do it against Dagenham before the takeover took place, or you know, before the real money had been invested, before Phil Parkinson arrived, we had a budget that was like eleventh in the league or something. I think it was lower than Maidenhead, the the manager at the time, was was sort of hinting at that in in the in the press at the time. You know, so we couldn't go out and invest big money to get an Ollie Palmer at three hundred thousand or to get a Tom O'Connor at a League One. Now we've gone and plucked. I'd have to, I don't know the number of top of my head, five or six League One players. Yeah. Top was... Ben Toza, uh, Aaron Hayden, I know is a League Two, but he's a, he's a really good player. Maybe we're our best player. Paul mm. Mullin is incredible. You know, we've run out of excuses now. It's just, can we handle the pressure week after week? And so, yeah, it's great. Lots more eyeballs on us, but lots more people to watch us trip up, I think. And a lot of people wanting us to trip up. So it's uh, as East Especially tomorrow. Yeah, as, as, East, well, look, as, as, as Eastley proved on that opening day, if you yeah. can just hang in the game for 20, 25 minutes, mm -hmm. we all get a bit tetchy because yeah, we've seen it too many true. times. And, you know, and if, if you, yeah, I tell you what, though, Eastley, you, you, from what I've seen, you look a better team than them. I mean, they got pummeled tonight by Barnet. Yeah. That, and they managed to slow the game down. Every throw in took a while, mm -hmm. every free kick. And obviously, the crowd are getting angry at that and frustrated. And it's getting onto the players, and yes, there's a lot more of us than the away follow following. 
Yeah. But it's it's amazing, you know, the longer it goes on, the more people are thinking we've got to score soon, we've got to score soon. And I don't know, I, I, when I came in, you you mentioned him, but God, it'd be fun if we saw Dan Jarvis tomorrow because he definitely, he appears on the documentary this week and yeah. I think people are going to be a little bit, oh, they'll be interested to see what to see what he said on it. And uh, I don't know, he really massively divided opinion among our fan base. I don't know if he's even played for you yet, but uh, no, unfortunately, he'll, um, he'll be desperate to play if he is. He's injured, is he? Yeah, he got injured in preseason. Right. He hasn't played a game yet. Not even right. preseason. Well, did, so. did he do? Did he do? Sorry, forgive me. Now. Did he do commentary with you guys last week? Yeah, he did like commentary that? with me yeah. on uh, Saturday. Yeah, nice so, guy. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Yeah, very nice guy. Yeah, but I mean, looking at at your kind of, I mean, admittedly, we're a lot of Wrexham fans are confident, especially at home. You know, we lost once last season at home um, to Yeovil, so the race, you know, the race course is the the fortress that we yeah. want it to be, and it was on the road where we tripped up. But yeah, Wrexham Gates had over the years have thrown up some great games. Yeah, um, some, some really I was good games. Hear that, Nathan? If you know. never cut in, sorry, he's a good, sorry, no, go on, in. To ramble on. No, no, it's it's okay. It's just the I'm, yeah, it was embarrassing for you that we won seven two at your place, but the yeah. demonstration that went on that day, we all we all joined in with your demonstration as well, and for me to see you just go from that. To Ryan Reynolds and Rob, whatever he's called, <laughs> hoying all this money in. Come on, try well, something. Well, I'm not sure. Is it McKelvey or McHenry? I'm not. McElhenney. There you go. McElhenney. There you go. From seeing the actual yeah. demonstration at the race course itself to where you are now is absolutely wow. But that, that, that's what very quickly on on that. Um, it's. Yeah, it's as you say. That's a really good point because I think a lot of people are looking at going, Wrexham, underdog story. What is this nonsense? They've spent a, a ton of money, and they've got the best squad in the league. Like, there's nothing underdog about that. But as you say, it goes back further than that. The club we raised 127 thousand pounds in a day, many uh, not even many moons ago now, just over a decade ago, and that there's no hyperbole. That saved the club in in a day, um, and and the club would have been. I don't, you, know, you don't even want to speak into existence. I don't know what would have happened, but you know, as you say, it's it's complete night and day. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I'm 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 biased. I'm thrilled for us, and, and I think we deserve it as a fan base. And I think anyone who is critical of it is is je- is jealous, really, because you know yeah. what what a what a I gift mean, from the gods is. Yeah, exactly. Tell 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 me which football fan of a club in this level or the level below or even the level above. Let's face it. Come on, the, the, in the football league and league two, there'd be a lot of clubs would snap your hand off for the media attention and what what comes along with it. The you investment one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's it's, it's lovely to watch. Just it's a shame we've got to play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but going going, I mean, going forward. What to was Hartlepool fans think? Yeah, that was yeah. The yeah. yeah, well, yeah. That, on that, it, it's really funny because the, the story on that is that they didn't actually get even to the point of Ryan and Rob. So when initial conversations were had with Inner Circle Sports in New York and these clubs, it was kind of, Ryan wasn't, Ryan wasn't even putting his name anywhere near it at that point, but there was a man called Rob who they were introduced to over voice call. So the Rob looking to buy team, American investors and all that sort of thing. And Hartlepool said, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we're we're absolutely fine as it is. And uh, lo and behold, 
Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want that to sound like Wrexham wasn't the first choice. I think the feelers were out over, you know, a couple yeah, yeah, of, of course. I mean, um, places. But but with Wrexham, you've got massively unrivaled area. You know, at least with Hartlepool, you've got Newcastle, Sunderland, Gates. You've got all these other teams around it. Wrexham is just, I know you could go over the border, but I think North Wales, that's yeah. it. You've got the whole. You can get a whole country behind you, really. It, or, or, it makes sense, doesn't you know. it? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially with well, Colwyn. They suddenly have a revival. <laughs> yeah, <next laughs> time they all, or Banger or Kevin Druids get their act together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. What do What do you want to know about the about the game tomorrow? Then what what can what can I fill you in on about Wrexham? Obviously, uh, can you just people. hobble everybody? That was he. Uh, nah, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a reducer or whatever you call me as a, as a tackler. So I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be very good. We've got we've got a few questions. Uh, I've got one here from David Tron. Here. How has Elliot Lee settled in? Of course, we mentioned him just before there. Yeah, it's a really it's a really interesting, one. fabulous little player. Um, it's like he's got super glue stuck to his feet, uh, and the ball the ball doesn't really tend to leave it. But what I would say, it's been a bit of a slow burn. He's, mm-hmm. He comes off the bench against Eastleigh, scores yeah. two. You know, perfect debut. Robley's in the stands. You have got Alan Shearer tweeting about him. Yeah, amazing. And then then we're thinking, God, this guy is gonna. Go up and up. The league is finished. The league is ruined. And then he played at Yeovil and got taken off. He was all right. Flashes, but mm-hmm. no goal, no assist. Didn't do anything. Chesterfield was a horrible night. We didn't have a shot on target. We played awfully. No one played well. And then, mm-hmm. you know, at, at, um, who, who else was after that? Maidstone at home. He wasn't in the starting eleven, And we won 5-0. So, okay, we, we played really well. He come, off, come, on, come on very late. And at the weekend... He didn't start again, came on, changed the game, gets the final assist for the third goal. And really the, the mood after that was he has to start now. Yeah. Like I, I'm all for bedding him in, but look, he if he doesn't start tomorrow night, I think given the annoyance, I know this, this sounds really um, bad given that we won the game, but a lot of people were frustrated at the, how the midfield played against Woking. You know, yeah. They didn't think we, with the extra man, they didn't think we controlled it and all that thing. And you can get into, well, it's quite hard. It's not as easy 10 v 11. It's it, it's not always straightforward yeah. like that. But none of the midfield there really stamped their authority on, right, I've got to be picked every single week. And so I think people looked at Elliot Lee bright when he came on. He's you know got that low centre of gravity. I'd be stunned if he didn't play tomorrow night. And I think he's... Worryingly for you, I think he's chomping at the bit to, yeah. to, well, he, to he really cement himself. Before the Yawa scores a horrible little get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, as well, like, and remember um, when we played in the FA Cup, uh, there's a lot of people, I suppose, on Tyneside. Alan Shearer was spotted in the stand at, at the game, and everyone's, oh, Shearer's coming to watch Gateshead. No, no, he had come to watch Elliot Lee. Uh, you know, uh, so. Isn't he Godfather, though? He yeah, yeah I'll tell you, he's, Will, Will Shearer, obviously, Alan's lad is his best mates with Elliot. And uh, I got a lot of stick, actually, because I put a picture of Elliot and Will Shearer in the away end of, uh, at Tranmere. Obviously, yeah. Wrexham and Tranmere, good rivals and everything. And mm-hmm. and so I put a picture of uh, Elliot Lee and Wrexham fans celebrating wins at Tranmere. And uh, a lot of angry Tranmere fans in my mentions, you can imagine. <laughs> a, a, lot yeah. of, uh, a lot of fume. Um, but yeah, he's, it's interesting because yeah, if you looked at that first game, you think, "Wow, this guy." <laughs> Wardy. Well, we'll see, we'll see, Colin. We'll see. Uh, I mean, good luck to Wardy. He'll have a busy night. Just, if he, just uh... on the side note, I, I think you will be impressed with how Gated play. I think. No, maybe, I, I, you know what? I you may even be shocked um, because we're we're as I said, we were talking before. 
we've dominated a lot of the games that I've seen so far that I've been able to cover. And even against Notts County, I mean, Notts County fans were saying they played bad. I mm. just think we, we stagnated them and with, with our pressing game and you know the way we moved the ball. So I'm hoping it can be carried on tomorrow night. Um, and who knows? I mean, that'll suit us. Yeah. That'll suit us if you at least have a go. Because I mm-hmm. think the teams that the teams that get any change out of us are the ones that come with limited ambition, set pieces only. Those kind of teams where it's two banks of four and whatever. Don't worry about corners. We'll crap on them. <laughs> you know, Every time we like... get a corner, I just sit back. That's a gate tradition, that. But we've got we've got the long throw of Ben's yeah. hoser. So a lot of our attack is often, you know, one of the big frustrations is come on, you've got Elliot Lee, you've got Paul Mullin, you've got Jordan Davis, got to create more from open play. And you know, we're really nitpicking up. We won five nil the last home game. I get that. Maidstone are very poor and you'll be better than mm-hmm. them, I'm sure. But it's like we want to be able to create more from open play. So it'd be interesting if you come and dominate possession at the race course, I'll be surprised, admittedly. I'm not that's not to say you won't have any of the ball, but if you come and dominate the possession, I would be surprised. But I think that will actually work in our favour. You yeah. know, we've got we've got the full backs, we've got the wing backs even. Jacob Mendy, I think he went off with cramp, but he should be up. Parkinson said he should be all right. He's a massive asset down the left. And I I don't, I don't know what kind of shape you guys play. I don't know if you will match us up three five two or whether you'll go four at the back or it'll be what you what you typically done. Well, this season's been um, four three three. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. That's just two different you know styles mm. that. I've seen a lot of teams try and just go, oh, screw it, we'll match up three at the back. And, no, and, we've and been, you know, with the four, three, three, but it's defending, it becomes four, five, one. But when, yeah, yeah. one forward, it's four, three. Well, three. what I will say, and I, I, I don't know if this is a curse word on in these parts, but uh, McCall, I, what, my attitude towards Gateshead and the kind of the, the quality of play you've been able to develop, not just bring in, is I mean, look at Macaulay Langstaff now at Notts County and uh, looks a fabulous player. You know, I think he'll be right up there with Mullin for. People saying to Wrexham, you know, he's going to be the golden boot threat to Mullen. It was his second stint at the club when uh, he come back and um, he's a completely different player. We got him as a young lad. He had scored a lot of goals in the Northern League for uh, Billingham Sinfonia, I think it was. Yeah. And um, we were, at the time, we still had a little bit of money um, and he wasn't, uh, he was loaned out and uh, didn't really get the chances. Went to York. We were all a bit gutted about that because at the time the club had been took over by some idiots and we, 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 he was one of the players you would have liked to have kept. Mm. Um, but he come back and under Mike Williamson and Ian Watson, and you might have heard this if you've seen interviews, there's a word called the process up here in the northeast, um, And that is the, the, that's the process of what the club do. They, they'll play the same way because they believe it's a winning way of football. It was last year and mm. we were playing we're playing decent stuff. We're looking a threat, but just got to be a little bit more clinical in front of goal. And, you know, we'll start to open up. But I think any, obviously, Macaulay and Kedwin were fantastic. I'd never downplay what they did for the club. But any half-decent striker with the service that they got last year will will, will score goals for Gateshead. But we just need to have a bit more of a physical presence up front. That's that. But Macaulay and Kedwin, for a club our size, we've got to bring in players for nothing and sell them on for a huge profit. That's how our club will survive. Mm. So if we have a Macaulay Langstaff once every three years, which is fantastic, you know, and, and if they leave in a better position and leave the club in a better position, hopefully it'll all work out. But uh, finding a Macaulay and Kedwin Scott is, is not easy. When he come no. back, 
when we seen McCauley back, I thought, why? Mm-hmm. That's that's how much Treasy ripped up in his first period. And on his, his period at, at York wasn't exactly anything to write home about. Um, then he come back first season. I think he's just matured. Yeah, I think the first season when he come back, obviously when the season got curtailed with COVID, he looked okay. He was scoring goals. The the COVID season that got you know it's nothing really you can talk about when it got ended and never started again. But the club, with being a full time club, carried on training. And there was whispers and rumours coming out that Macaulay looked great from no March onwards. And you were like, oh well, it's in training. You know, you hear that all the time. Something someone's flying in pre season. Pre-season come around and he was untouchable. And you're like, oof, you know, let's you know get into the league. Ten games in, it was apparent he was gonna be going for 20 plus. You know, he was just finding space and Kedwin does what Kedwin does. He pops up in the right spaces as well, and more of a physical presence than Macaulay. And with the way we played and give them the service, then it was it was a, a match made in heaven, wasn't it? But uh when you play that well and score that many goals, bigger clubs will come knocking. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, just reading the, the one of the comments there that you'd be top if you'd have kept Langstaff. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, I can just two of them, maybe. On a side, yeah. note, on a side note, there was somebody under a hiding under a name on the chat like this on the because we do it like this, but with just a blank screen yeah. for the commentary, and they kept having a go at the club. Um, saying about oh, you've lost fifty, you lost them goals, you, you you've ruined were, and. We all knew it was going to be, even with Macaulay Langstaff and Kedwin Scott, it's always going to be a tougher league to move into going into the league above. Yes, we've been here before, but the club's very different. We've had to rebuild its fan fan run now and, and going you know, in a better direction off the pitch. Mm-hmm. This club has to survive, and we've said it so many times. And just as I said before, if you can bring a player in, they, they move forward in their career and leave the club in a better position than they leave, then you can't be angry. And saying that they went to the oh they went to the club in the same league, and when they're getting their wages doubled, tripled, even quadrupled, if you're a plumber and you're working for yourself, and then a big chain comes on and goes, I tell you what, I'll give you, you know, ten grand a month and a free house. Would you come here? I'm not. I'm saying that's what they've got. I'm just giving an example of getting extreme wages. I get it. I get it. Look, I get it. We we we've been there. We we were ran by the fans, and we had people like Louis Malt who I personally loved, you know, one of my favourite strikers pre-Paul Mullen. And we actually had Louis on the podcast and he sort of said he wanted to stay, but the club was saying, you, you need to you need to go, you know, you, you need the money. Um, what that money will do is that money's more valuable, sadly, to us than, than you are. And that broke a lot of the fans because we really wanted him. Yeah, <laughs> watch, sorry, we're watching Gates over eight years. Don't think we've seen a successful corner. Yeah, um, you just know you're scoring. <laughs> it's from a lie. We've seen three in that time. Um, you just, you just know you're coming. You just know you're going to score from a corner tomorrow. Now, <laughs> not with that giant of a centre half you've got. Uh, well, I tell, I'll tell you what, then. I was said the forwards are as big at the minute, and Hayden's about fourteen times. You'll be like Aaron, the, Hayden, yeah. players on the pitch. <laughs> I tell you what, Aaron Hayden is a. Is a fabulous, fabulous footballer. Um, you know, but he's the one where I think a lot of people just expected Ben Toza to be that guy that would come in and look way above the level. Aaron Hayden, you'll hopefully you'll see. Well, hopefully for our side, you'll see it tomorrow. But he looks, he looks like so. He looks so composed in both boxes. I'd say I think personally that he's the biggest threat in both boxes as yeah. a defender in the entire league. I think. 
you know, he's so like you say, he's so big and he's so strong, and people are bouncing off him, and he's so brave as well. You know, the, the Woking goal, he's intelligent, intelligent yeah. of it as well. Because sometimes we've had, I, I watched, but I yes. watched the game, I yeah. watched the Woking Wrexham game, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, look, he's he, he's he's got a moment in him. Whereas I think you know, you looked at their first goal, he's completely switched off at the back post, yeah. and mm-hmm. and they've, they've done him. But really, that you could you could make a, a, on one hand a list of times where he's been really caught out, and he looks as well like he can bring it out from the back. Whereas Toza looks like he's more of the he wants to sit and dictate and 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 let the people do the running around him. Um, but I mean, we're used to it by now. But three centre backs for a while was really odd because people were saying, "Why are we playing three centre backs against Maidenhead at home well, we, or Maidstone we... at home, or whatever." The season we got demoted and we finished in the top half and we played on uh, Steve Watson was the manager then and we played with five at the back, three centre-backs and to be honest, everyone loved it, didn't we? We played a good brand yeah. of football and the, uh, the next season, I think some people were me, I think we did try and play with five at the back uh, for a little bit when we had Toby Lees on loan and um, a couple other players. But... You know, adapted. Obviously, the process happened, and um, <laughs> they found a different way. And now we play with that, but we've got a midfielder in uh, Owen Bailey who will drop back. So you do effectively have three at the back sometimes, or mm-hmm. five, because he is intelligent enough to drop back. And we had Jack Hunter last year that played in the same position and not sharing that position at times. But yeah, that we do have that in our. Uh, in our process, where the team does adapt to the shape of what's happening around them, there's you know players are very um, there's they playing a number of positions. So it's, you have to with a small squad, of course, but uh, they do it a good effect. The game will be won and lost completely. I know this is this you could say it's about every game, but the game will be won and lost in the midfield. Um, I'm seeing that comment now. I see it every single week about Max Kluwerth and like you know how how you know he, he run at him. He's he's a fabulous player and and everyone who's tried to go at him Yeovil tried it didn't get any change out of him and they ended up going yeah. down the right you know that that of all the players to target in the team I don't think he is the one um and and, and you'll look you'll see for yourselves and everyone seems to be proven wrong every single week but you know he's a young lad that is so mature and you know championship yeah. clubs and others are looking at him and thinking does he want to get into the system and and, and then start their own process on him we're yeah. glad they're not but Really, midfield is the one where we don't seem to have quite figured out the balance. The personnel is changing every week. You know, do we play Luke Young? I will say Captain Luke Young, play him. But do you play him with James Jones or Tom O'Connor or Jordan Davis or Elliot Lee? And then who you play in front of them? It, yeah. There's five sort of people and we can't settle on three. So lovely, what that does is, is lovely, lovely yeah. problem to have. The heart bleeds. Heart bleeds. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying from what do you the think of Paul Vincent? Uh, I mean, look, uh, what's his mood in the fan base, Parkinson? It's so difficult to say because you sound really spoiled. You know, we got to cup final and finished second last year. Yes. What can you say? I can't really knock him on that first season. Stockport were you ever listened under well, the Kosh podcast. I've, 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 I've listened to that episode. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's not, look, from people I've spoke to in the game, he's not the most likable bloke in the world. And, you know, yeah. players that have worked with him, some love him. And if you don't love him, you don't, I don't think you like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But right now, look, he's going to get the season. The the owners, you know, the documentary episode coming out this week, for anyone that's going to watch that, is a big thing on Phil Parkinson. Why they wanted Phil Parkinson, why he was their number one target. Mm-hmm. You know, really spelling it out. This is the guy that's going to get us up. Second last year, 
There's no, in my opinion, there is no stop. I know Chesterfield and Notts County are good, but in terms of what we've spent, we've spent more than them. You know, mm-hmm. I think Stockport had spent a similar amount, and you could argue, well, first season, but really, the, the the midfield will be the one where tomorrow. That's the one where people are critical of Parkinson. How has he not figured it out? Um, <laughs> I think, I well, hey, no, no, no. In, in all in all seriousness, I'd be fascinated to see that because you know you're talking about dominating the game that comes from the midfield and yeah. how you can. And so for us, yeah, you're saying it, we're making a laughing joke of having too many options, which is, like I say, a great issue to have, but also. It's it's becoming an issue because you need to settle on on a on a team now that is going to build up relationships because I don't think our midfield know what their role is who who attacks and who drops and who so then you end up sort of Aaron Hayden up to Paul Mullen and Ollie Palmer and we can go we can go maybe ten minutes without the midfield really having any yes. sway whereas if you can get hold of it like you say frustrate the crowd at the race course slow it down keep the ball move it around I think you'll you'll get a lot of joy in that area I really do. Yeah, and I'm still uh, gonna be behind the set. He going, eh. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm listening to the commentary, <laughs> I'm shaking myself. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, people listening, and uh, if it does get streamed, I mean, there's no such thing as a VPN, is there? Uh, and what I, what I'll tell you is, you know, you're, you're gonna fly in the eye there. But thing is, playing Wrexham, you'll be going there surely with zero expectation in terms of. Sure, you obviously want to win the, the game, and, and players won't be. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I mean, like, you think that you think the fans are expecting you to go and win that game? If you don't win that game, I'm expecting oh, the players are a different breed. Aren't oh, right, right, sure, sure. But what I'm saying is, you know, it, I think that suits anybody that goes there because if you've got something about you, the players believe in them. So I was like, nah, we're it's eleven be eleven. I'm as good as Luke Young, or I'm as good as you know yeah. whatever the case may be. Or Campbell oh, goes, yeah. I'm as good as Paul Martin. Yeah. Right, so whether he believes it or not. I'm not going to say I'm going there expecting to win. I'm expecting to go there and shock you, either with our brand of football or maybe nick a few goals against the runner play, if that's the case. But I'm hoping. But I think, um, yeah, I think it, the way you are talking and we, we spoke to other fans, I think it, the way our, we play, I think it le- lends itself to being a great game of football. And I think it will mm-hmm. be a great advertisement for the league. Um and uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm just excited. I'd be interesting where our defensive uh, lineup will be. Um, obviously we've got um Mike Williamson, player manager. He hasn't played yet this season, but he was on the bench and he was stripped at half time and going through a vigorous warm up. I thought he was actually wow. half time. Um, so obviously he loves a good aerial battle. So does Louis Story. So I wouldn't be shocked if it was uh one of them two with uh Kenton Richardson at centre back. Um. So, yeah, it, it all led itself to, a, a, a say, a, it's, it's going to be a game of chess. It's who's going to have the right pieces at the right time, I think, in this one. I mean, Oli Palmer's going to be a big fit uh, to throw it over to, to Mike. It's going to be Oli Palmer. If you can't stand up to his physicality, you'll, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Had, I think. We've had him in my back pocket before, just ask him. <laughs> <to>. uh... <laughs> Nathan, is one question I'd like to ask you. You know, the, the other end of the ground, what's normally covered up are you, mm. is that going to get done up yeah so they've they've i mean demolition on that is due to start i got told october so we're close now about a month away yeah. and that'll become a the, the fans voted on what they wanted that to become uh and that will become a 5500 capacity safe standing area oh, right. so, you know it's it, it's the the cop the cop end as they as we call it is filled with nostalgia for especially for the older fans that they remember exactly brick by brick 
where they yeah. stood with their dad and their granddad and the mom and the grandma. Honestly, it's mad. People will be able to take you to the exact spot where they stood for the Arsenal game or for Man United back in the day or Porto yeah. or these other games. And so the idea of that just becoming a standard modern seater mm-hmm. was never gonna, was never going to fly. It, it had to be something to stand and and people wanted to get that spirit back. But when we expect that to be done, I think they want it for the start of the is it start of 2023-24 or the one after that it'll take some time i think i think it yeah. might be uh 2023-24 they want it for but just going back obviously to um rob and ryan coming in they seem to have mm. really took on board the area as itself that it isn't just the football club it's that they seem to have bought into everything social media wise they're doing it fantastically and and it's not just stuff they're putting out it's the way they're interacting with fans that's being caught on camera i'm sure they're probably aware of it but they seem nice guys anyway that would do that whether yeah yeah i think i think that when they when they came over i think it really hit home that you know, place it to teams and, and fan bases like Gateshead, like Wrexham, the fans care a heck of a lot. You know, they put so much into the club. Like it is the the lifeblood of the place. Yeah. And fans give and give and give and have done for years and years. And so it's not a joke. You know, mm-hmm. I know that they can have a laugh and a joke and you see Rob McElhenney's urinal plaque. Yeah. Because you know, he hadn't won a game and he was cursed. Like, we all love a laugh and a joke. Mickey hasn't seen that. No, he hasn't. But because Rob McElhenney hadn't won a game for the first few times he'd come to see us, Ryan Reynolds jokingly put up a plaque saying he was cursed and all that sort of thing. Um, (laughs) So you know, but but you know what I mean. They the the thing is, is it going to be one big joke? Is it all for a documentary? They came over, met the people, went to the turf pub, went to you know Teapalb and all these other places, and 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 were like, this isn't a joke to a lot of people. This is. Like if we can get this town believing again and enjoying themselves, because the town had just become depressed as a, as a place. Like you know, nothing, no new business was coming there. Yeah. People were leaving there. Like youngsters were not leaving and not coming back. The fan base was dwindling. We were going nowhere. And they saw, okay, we can have a laugh and a joke and take the piss, or whatever. But it's no joke. This and yeah. so you know, stuff like the Gresford Colliery disaster. You know, mm-hmm. a, a memorial of that on the shirt. And making that a key part of the documentary intro sequence and you know maybe a memorial outside the new stand little things like that go on. go honestly go they go so far because they, they don't need to care about that in hollywood no. why do they, why <laughs> they don't need to but then they read up on it and they care and you know they they deal with other fans and podcasts and all these other things that yeah you know, they get they, they care a, a heck of a lot honestly about the national even the streaming thing i know it people say it's about Wrexham, but everyone will benefit from that well, he doesn't have to tweet. He doesn't have to. Tweet. He's got his own chairman feed. It's not yeah. for him. It's for mm-hmm. Michael in Alabama or or yeah. Kevin in you know Wisconsin or whatever. It, it, it's not for them, but they care a heck of a lot. Definitely do. And uh, well, we'll talk about being serious. Someone isn't being serious here. Uh, hi, Dave. Nathan's mic is huge compared to yours. Now with <laughs> size, it's it's how. <laughs> <you're men. laughs> Is that a is that a yeti make you've got there? Uh, it is. It is. It is, it is a yeti. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's. I think it's fine. I think it's okay. Uh, I'm just a small man, so by by contrast, it it uh, it looks. It looks. I didn't big. know what you were going to say there. It's normal size. There you go, Charles. I'm a big man. That's why this looks small in comparison. Um, <laughs> this is quite... <laughs> this one. Um... You got you got a proper studio there. At least you look like you've got the whole the oh, whole yeah. uh, the whole setup. 
got too much. Very impressed. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the, the thing is, you wouldn't be impressed with the rest of the room. This is the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is the bit that looks professional. The other bit, oh, I dare turn the camera. We did, we did tell one the lasses, the lasses team that we had a proper studio. Do you believe? <laughs> yeah, we had a, a proper like studio set up somewhere. Um, we've got people. Uh, someone uh, earlier on, I'll just put the message. I don't really think I'm missing out messages. Uh, predictions tomorrow night. Um, go on, Nathan. Since you're the guest, we'll let you go first. I am going to go with a three-one Wrexham win. Ooh. At least we scored. At least we scored. That's the main thing. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're big on the shutouts at the minute. But um, um, we've got uh, Joseph. He's going one-one tomorrow night. Uh, I would take that. Um, I'll go. I'm. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to go for a two-one. Nick a two-one. Dominant Nick two-one. Uh, Rex, <laughs> Rex and Twitter will be in meltdown if that happens. Good God. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm trying to be positive. But I just can't see us getting a result down there. Well, well the at the same time, I'm still going to see one, twos each, twos each. He's going for a Desmond two. That's a good game. That's go with Desmond. fingers crossed, toes crossed. I'd bring the set. He go no, no, no. <laughs> but oh, there you go. Two all as well. Toes, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, it should be a. You know, I think an entertaining game. That's the the main thing. We've got a question for uh, Nathan from David. Uh, who's your favourite player? Is that of all time, David, or current I was one? Gonna, I was going to say, David, if you want a current one, I will say, I mean, because the, 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 the cult hero for the fans is Paul Mullin, or Super Paul Mullin, as we call him. I, you know, I'm going to go Aaron Hayden. I just think he's a fabulous, fabulous player. And <laughs> does he put it two to every game? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he's... <laughs> the last I, uh, two. <laughs> I, I, I think, I honestly, I banged onto the high heavens. Aaron Hayden is such a good footballer and we've had great defenders and we had Manny Smith who I loved. And I, you know, a very quick side plug on this, you know, he's been very open about his own struggle and mental health yeah. and everything and I went to see him in Birmingham and we had a two-hour chat and if you, I don't know if Gates fans haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that on, on our podcast. It was really, it wasn't about Rex, it was just really, really good about him. Yeah. And, you know, I loved Manny Smith as a player. Brilliant for us. Sean, we've had loads of great centre-backs. Sean Pearson, I loved. Mark Crichton, I loved. Nat Knight Percival, loads over the years. And you can go back even further, Brian Carey and people like that. Yeah. Um, but Aaron Hayden's a, a fabulous. And if you want my all-time one... Oh, Jamal Vikings. Uh, no, hey, great bloke. But <laughs> no, he's Danny Wright. Danny Wright. No, my, my favourite one of all time goes back a bit further uh, to the kind of Darren Ferguson era. But we had a, uh, a Basque striker called Juan Ugarte. Uh-huh. And when I was a young lad, and I was a mascot away at... Uh, Stockport, we played Stockport away, big game for us, and he scored a hat trick that day. And I got to walk out with him, and so you know, I just loved, you know, you know, when you're a kid, you love strikers, don't you? And, and you know, mm-hmm. I I love the fact that he was just, you know, not from the area, and and I, you know, was able to score loads of goals for us. And I could give you loads, there's loads, but that that's my two. I'll go Juan Ugarte and Aaron Hayden for the current lot. Oh, fantastic. I mean, obviously, we're, we're joking about a couple of players there, but when, when we had Manny Smith and I feel the gate they were fantastic. Just, uh, I mean, Jamal, both of them are the type of player where you're going to get seven out of ten every single week at the at yeah. the very minimum. You know what I mean? And they're and they're they're so good for your dressing room because they demand the best. Such, such nice people as well. Yeah. Unbelievably nice. I mean, you know, Manny, I've had the fortune of meeting and speaking to, so I can speak to that. But Jamal as well. Everyone I speak to says what a player. Boreham Wood, 
the guys down there say he honestly he runs a dressing room, but he's, he's like a brother, he's a father figure, he, like the fun yeah. uncle, he's everything. He's 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 yeah. if you follow him on, good and you're bad. If you follow him on Instagram, he's a very positive person, even in defeat, yeah, where everything is uh it's just a, a just a I'd recommend it. It's a good follow. Uh, especially being a former gated and Wrexham player. Um, yeah. right. um have, we had anyone, have, we had, have we had anyone else? I'm trying to think who's crossed over. Danny Wright, uh, where's York? Where's York? I mean, the bloke was too fast for his own legs. That was our thought. He was so fast, but he didn't really know what his legs couldn't keep up. He just wasn't consistent for us. Wasn't yeah. consistent, but I loved him. Nah, that, that that was for us. He was he was first game for us. I think he scored and he rapid, and everyone was like, "Wow, we've got an absolute speed demon." And then five games went by and nothing happened. Yeah, and then he did it again, and another five, and it was like we can't. Get oh, on with this uh, with someone that we've had on the show and had a great time with him, Gary Mills, of course. Uh, we had that, that uh, connection. Uh, I haven't, we, we, we haven't got another hour to to go through my thoughts on Gary Mills. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, but I'll tell you what, he, 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 yeah, promised so much and delivered in the end so little. But uh, but he did much better with you guys than he did with us. So, yeah, he, uh, he's, um, got, he's still got it. He's still got up here. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's just very old school, and it just didn't work with the players we had. You know, it mm-hmm. just didn't, just didn't work the play. And that that's that happens, doesn't it? Some managers fit, some managers don't. Um, and Danny Wright loved him for us. You know, what a player, massively hold up. I don't know, did it work out for him with you, or did yeah, it he was, but he, he goes to the travel was getting too much for him. Yeah, that's the thing. That that must be the struggle for you. And we always find it trying to get players out of these London clubs. Mm-hmm. They'd rather go Barnet or at the time, Ebbsfleet or wherever we were losing players to because they didn't want to end up moving to Wales. I think, God, for Gateshead, it must be even more of a, a nightmare yeah. to get players out of Bromley. I'm sure or they'd love to go to Wales now with a crack door offering them. At the moment, the Gateshead squad is probably 80 to 85% local lads, um, yeah. which is you know, it's it's just special in its own way, especially to be playing at this level with that, another that means more. more that means more. I, I wish we could do that. I wish we had 11 lads from North Wales because that would be unbelievable, but you know how it goes. It's 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 not always the way. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of them things. But um, I say, well, Flu Flu, he's been a fantastic guest. Sorry, there you go. I, I no, ramble no, on. Someone's no, 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 Taylor's bring on the meltdown. There you yeah. go. Good guy. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh god, there, uh, Danny Wright is cool against Washington in the uh, Warrington in the FA Cup was magic. Yeah, I remember that one. I'll tell you a quick story about Danny Wright. He got them all kicked out the hotel at Bristol, didn't he? Yeah, the Christmas night out. He, uh, didn't Christmas he? Night out. He went in and slide tackled a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Sent it all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was players in bed that had to be getting out to be thrown out the hotel. Oh, really? The whole squad out? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Character. Character. Yeah. I, bet, I bet. Yeah, I bet that's what they thought of him at the time. Character. Um, <laughs> Character. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but as I say, it's been an absolute joy to have you on, Nathan. Thank Thanks you very, very much. much. Really appreciate the invite, lads. Yeah, and uh, yeah. As I said, when is uh, where where and when is the uh, the show available to watch over here in the UK? The, the the documentary. It is out. It's already out. So episodes one and two are out. Episodes three and four. They're dropping every Thursday in the UK on if you've got it Disney Plus. Ah, right. So for anyone who has that, that's where it is. But I'm sure you'll see various clips and bits and bobs. But yeah. if anyone has Disney Plus, that's where it is, and you can. Is, and is it still going this season? Are they still recording this season? Yeah, is it? they're doing doing this season. So yes, yeah, so we've got last season is obviously season one, and 
And I don't know, maybe he'll have me on in 10 years and we're still doing a Vanarama National League documentary on Disney Plus yeah. um, when we've gone nowhere. Um, I'll, I'll see it now. If they want to use any clip from this, show, they can. Yeah. Hey, look, there you go. Maybe, maybe. I will royalties. You're holding on to ransom over the big check. The other end, uh, when in the commentary in the lake, we're not putting him on after what he said. Yeah. Four cards are going to be by us. <laughs> well, look, all, all, gen, genuinely, I, I say this, and people might not think it's sincere, but all the best to my. I'm hoping for a good game. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping for at the end. Okay, it was a, it was tricky, but Woking was a belting game. Yeah, you know, five mm-hmm. goals. Yeah, it, yeah, they they looked brilliant. I thought even with ten men, they lost their best player to to the red card. Um, and bar the God, bar that. Maidstone game, which was such a one-sided affair. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been a really, really good game, and I'm I'm fascinated. Given you how you spoke, I'm really fascinated to see how the midfield battle pans out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm uh, I think physical presence could undo us. Like, yeah. these have got a lot of big lads. Possibly, yeah. It'll all we'll see. But as we said to every guest, good luck for the season, just not tomorrow. Yeah, well, <laughs> same to you, lads. I'm, you know, everyone had you down as relegation candidates, and. Uh, you know, use that as fuel when you when you when you come top half or wherever it is, um, because people were writing you up before you'd even kick the ball. So yeah, honestly, all the best, lads. Definitely. Okay. Honestly, if, uh, if we throw we... one each tomorrow, it'll be it'll be party time, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be a well, on Thursday. Um, yeah. So hope we don't win now. Um, <laughs> if we can have you on on the reverse fixture. It'll be amazing yeah. to talk to you again, see how the how the story's developing for yourselves down there, and uh, yeah. Be, Fantastic. So, Nathan, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. Thanks very much. Cheers, Cheers. guys. Take care. Very much, mate. Take care. Watch what you're doing. Go, Nathan. Fantastic to have him on. Lovely lad. Um, So, hopefully, uh, it's going to be a good game tomorrow. And if it does get streamed, um, there is a thing called a VPN. I don't know what it does, but uh, uh, (laughs) you might get to watch it. Um, You never know. But, yeah. Live from Canada. (laughs) Yeah, live from Canada. but yeah, no, I think a uh, fantastic guest and good viewing figures tonight. Thank you everyone that's joined us. Thank you everyone that's messaged in. We've still got messages if you want to send them in. Um, we've got one here. I went to see Panny and Womble at Shields today. They look a decent, uh, look decent in patches. I think Shields won that one nil, didn't they? Um, so with the yeah. So it's uh, saying and uh, yeah, as I say, it's just been a. I love you. Actually, I'll go back to this message because I missed it earlier on from Sam Pendleton. Evening, lads. Good to lose on Saturday. I don't think the red card, it was a red card personally, as there was a covering defender. I think it was a strong yellow, it's more appropriate. I think the tighten up in defence, as for me, the two goals against Barnet and on Saturday could have been avoided. Uh, the team's punishing more at this league. Hopefully, you can learn and this bounce back. And get our first win. Uh, we are creating some good chances, just aren't converting them and stay positive. Definitely, it's just that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Sam. But you know, it's it's just the way it goes. The city mistakes it. Yeah, they'll they'll haunt you at this level. Uh, as I say, we knew that. Um, but the lads are still doing really well and keeping it going. And uh, thank you to all of you as well. Like and subscribe. Uh, we will be doing. A, I think I don't know. It depends on what the result is tomorrow. If it's a, if there's enough to talk about, let's hope there isn't too many talking points. But uh, we'll do a podcast on Thursday and try and get a it's Maidstone, isn't it? Get try and yeah. get a Maidstone fan on, uh, and we'll talk to them on Thursday and then Saturday. Of course, we have the commentary of that game. If you're abroad, ill, or working, we'll have that going. And um, we've got one last question: Is Aaron Martin back tomorrow? Well, he was getting put through quite an intense. 
tense warm-up before the game with Chris Bell. So hopefully that was a fitness test to see how he's doing and they'll probably be monitoring and hopefully he's in contention. Uh, hopefully with Dan Jarvis. Me... Sorry, go on. I said hopefully with Jan Jar- Dan Jarvis as well. Yeah. I mean, to me, the three lads up front, I'm, I'm not having to go at any of them, whoever come out. I think if if Aaron's not fit, put Will in. At least he's got height. He may be able to hold the ball up forward. Yeah, he had a couple of them, a couple of headers, header chances in the um, dying moment of the first day of the game on Saturday against Wheelstone. So, yeah, hopefully. So, to I mean, me, I mean, honestly, I watched the Wrexham against. Uh, Walking on Saturday, and they have some giants in that team. Ben Tours, I hate Palmer, mm-hmm. um, Mullen, and honestly, I'll be glad we're going to need. Well, certainly, it's going to be some hell of a shift for their lads. If they can get, if they can come away from from the race course with a point, I'll be delighted. It would be absolutely amazing. Uh, well, on that note, Mickey, as I say, we filled in our really, really quickly. Nathan was a fantastic guest. Once again, thank you very much to Nathan for coming on. Give him a follow on social media. Um, and uh, as I say, we'll be back on Thursday. Enjoy the game tomorrow. If you're listening, if you're traveling down, make yourself loud and proud. I'm sure you will. Um, There's a fair few going down by all accounts. Eh? Hopefully, we can bring something back, and that would be amazing. Uh, So everyone stay safe and we'll be back on Thursday night and we'll see you next time. Bye.